1: This is Asinine Radio, this is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into a different band, we listen to all of their records, and we rank them from worst to best. We also give our biggest banger from each of them, or a stinker, if we have a stinker, I don't know. Uh, My name is Tyler, and way out there, hundreds of miles away, is Jeff. While you're listening, go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, give us five stars, and five stars only. Please go do that. All the social media is at Asinine Radio. And uh, now that we have the boring intro out of the way, let's jump right into... Our rankings, and we're doing ranted this week. They have ten records. We're gonna do them. So, uh, what's your uh, what's your number ten, Jeff?
0: Go. Cool. Okay, I'll do that. Gotcha.
1: Okay. Cool. There we go. Cool. There we go. All
0: right. Tenth record. Cool. I, I will say I don't think any of these records are inherently like terrible, bad. Um, some of them were just pretty boring. Yes. Uh, Let the dominoes fall. They're seventh, two thousand nine. This was just. I thought it was a boring mess. I thought there's a lot of styles thrown here, and uh, they're just kind of out of style. Like the dropkick <laughs> Murphy thing that's been done. This is 2009 yeah. dude. Like we just we don't want to hear this shit anymore. The super Celtic like acoustic thing that's fucking tired. Their soupy po- Their super poppy approach. Soupy pop. Their super super poppy approach just seemed disingenuous. I didn't think it was a bad mm-hmm. album. I just thought it was completely fucking unnecessary. They're worse. All
1: right. They're worse. Uh, no banger then, right? Uh, no, I don't like anything about this album. Every other album I have, <laughs> I have at least one banger though. Okay, so um my uh my number ten is also Let the Dominoes Fall from two thousand nine. This is uh it's very much in the same vein as Life Won't Wait. You know, Tim is doing the normal things that he does. Um, but it's just too long, too much of the same, too pop focused, which you know, they're not bad at. It's just we've already heard it. We've already heard it so much. I don't I don't need a record that's like an hour long, you know, of this. I, I just I don't I don't care. I have no banger. I have this on vinyl. Um, I'm purging it. So if anybody wants it, 20 bucks out the door, good to go. <laughs> so um, yeah, Let the Dom- let the Dominoes Fall is my number 10. I also agree with you, nothing is bad. Nothing they've done is bad. Only a few of these records I'll get on vinyl, but nothing is bad at all. So what do you got for number nine? Go.
0: Number nine, Troublemaker, their ninth album, um, 2017. Troublemaker. I'm a
1: double maker, uh, doing things my own way. Never giving up. Never I love that. song. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking love that Weezer song.
0: This was a uh, this was this was a solid output. It wasn't showing off, not falling behind. Just eh, you know, right in the middle. They did this type of album forever, like a, or uh, if they did this type of album forever ago, it would be okay and people would be happy about it. Yeah, because it reminds me. I know, it, it reminds me of Van Weezer, right? Like, it's not bad. It's good. Van is a little bit better than this, but if they just did this, like, forever, over ones. and over and over and over. Like, it's it's fine. Like, nobody would be mad at Rancid for doing this type of album over and over and over. It's so, okay. Okay. Um, I got them blues again. I thought that was a pretty dope song, actually. It's based, uh, based off a solid melody and just, like, it drove forward in a fun way. Very chanty, right? We
1: can just mm-hmm. chant along and sing. It's good. Let's get it, it is I, I i won't have bangers for a while on on these albums damn because a lot of it is the same it's good but a lot of it's the same even the album the week um even my favorite record from them so my number nine is life won't wait their fourth album this is uh this is them just doubling down on what they did like pop pop ska and slow jam wise from wolves like this has like no punk in it at all really it's 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 pretty much a, a pop record pop ska record and it's good. It is a good record. It's fucking long, too um, I was really disappointed in this because I like, really liked Wolves and uh, and then going from that to this uh, It's just like man, dude Like I get what they, they're trying to go do like more of like what the clash were doing on the um What was that one record that we sandinista. didn't like the one Clash record sandinista, right? Yeah, It's fucking like yeah three hours long this is like that it's just it's too long and it's too pop centric it's not
0: what go ahead
1: it's true i that's that that that's where i i'm 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 done i just don't think it's that great of a record i it i would never go back to it it's still good but i would never go back to it no vinyl nothing i just life won't wait no banger forgettable honestly i think it's forgettable okay you'd probably love it it's probably your number one okay actually i know where your number one is but what do you have for number eight uh, Honor is all we know. That's my
0: number eight. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Their eighth album. That's weird. My number nine it was it was their ninth album. My number eight, their eighth album. Um, yeah, honors Isn't all it? we know. This album is just like chock full of tricks that like most epitaph, epitaph, epitaph era bands epitaph. grew out of. Right, this 2014 mm-hmm. dude like just grew grow out of this kind of shit. We heard this in the like mid 2000s. The title track really sums up this album. Just a catchy hook that also serves as the chorus and the verse. It just sung a little bit different. And like when they get to the last line of the chorus, right? They have the gang vocal chant. It's just like, mm. come on, dude. That's fucking cheesy, man. That's, that's like third, <laughs> fourth so album much, trick. Though. But like you shouldn't be doing that on their eighth album in that type of way. Cause they do do it on the okay. newest album, but not in that way. Um, but there was a fucking banger on this album. Oh, yeah, on this album. Everybody's Suffering. Oh, my God. That song was good. That's a top five Rambo song. That is just straight. That's a straight Op IV song. Oh. Straight up,
1: fucking perfect, absolute banger. So my number, my number eight, my number eight and seven, they could be interchangeable. Because honestly, I don't remember what happens on any on either of these records. Uh, so let's just say my number eight is Troublemaker, um, <clears throat> ninth album from twenty seventeen. Uh, it's it's just it's more of the same. It's it's like a little bit of everything that they have done from the nineties and mid two thousands. But didn't expand on it. It's just like it's almost like the it's like the B sides from all their records. That's kind of what this sounds like. Like, like this record and my number seven are like that. It seems like they're just a comp. Not bad, not great, just good. Yeah. Solid, solid rancid. I have no banger off of Troublemaker, um, but I, I it's it's good. I just I have no reason to go back to it. So God, can you hear the dogs? No, maybe I don't, <laughs> know. I don't think so. With they bargaining? Damn, the bar because. My sister and brother in law just got home.
0: Oh, they go nuts then.
1: Screaming. So my dog barks when like
0: Renee goes to the fucking gas station. She's gone for like five minutes. Like howl when she gets back. <laughs> so, dude, I was, just, I was gone five minutes. <laughs> dude, the dog sounds like it's dying. <laughs> and when I get home, you know what they do? Nothing. They don't even get up from their naps. <laughs> they like they, they stick their head up, look at me, and then eh, go back to bed. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Damn These dogs are crazy At least your house is so big That like Where your office is You can't hear them (laughs) Are they still barking Yeah they're still going Uh, They just stopped right now I I, I didn't hear them Like at all Oh People listening Are definitely gonna hear it (laughs) But anyway Anyway It's not They
0: started up again Do you remember that song Honor is all we know Like honor
1: is all we know I don't I don't remember it now (laughs) so catchy so stupid I hate that (laughs) So what do you got for number seven?
0: Uh, Rancid, Rancid's Rancid from '93. Oh, yeah. Tried to trick me here, huh? Mm-hmm. I tried, did not though. Uh, this is their only release as a three piece. Mm-hmm. So it, like these songs don't really change a whole lot, and that's not to say that that I need change because my favorite album by them doesn't really change that much. But like what I what I really like about this album is how much they distance themselves from Op IV, right? They're they're coming off of this yeah. band that people are just they're. Growing more and more interested in And wondering why they broke up And now Rance is coming out and, like, and people are thinking That it's going to just be Something that's worse than Op IV But they say like Fuck it, no We're, we're not anything close To being like Op IV We're something entirely different Here's what we're gonna sound like It's straightforward fucking punk It's the beginning of an era for them It's fast, aggressive It's easy Bass is super squirrely And punchy I just thought the songs Were kind of meh they just okay. Tim's okay. not the best songwriter Right now And there's no Lars. And I didn't... Mm-hmm. I, like, you don't realize how much Lars means to Rancid until you listen to Rancid, Rancid versus <laughs> yeah. Rancid, Rancid. You like, need wow, that dude. balance. You like, need God that damn, balance. Lars brought so fucking much to this band. So, yeah. yeah. Rancid first is my number seven. I actually don't have a banger for this one.
1: Okay, that's fine. Uh My number seven is Honor is All We Know. Honor is All We from Know. Eighth album from 2014. <laughs> I mean, it's forgettable. It's... It, Pretty much everything I said about Troublemaker, I'll say about this album. They're one and the same. I don't remember anything from it, even the the bad thing that you just said. I don't remember that. Maybe I zoned out. Who knows? Who fucking knows? But yeah, I have nothing more on it. Honor is all we know is my number seven. Okay. No banger. Let's go. We got for number six. Let's go. Let's go. That's number Was six. That, that's your number six. Yeah.
0: Okay. I also kind of like hate when people say <laughs> "let's go" too much. Why? It's just. Like if everybody's saying "Let's go," then like no one's really going, I guess. Like everybody can't go. Like "Let's go" should be like a, a rallying cry. But if both people on both teams are both saying "Let's go," it's I don't know. It's it's it loses meaning a little bit. So don't overuse the, the the phrase "Let's go."
1: Okay, it's a cool phrase, but don't overuse it. Just like it's surprising, and interesting.
0: Yeah, those those are definitely cool phrases that we shouldn't be overusing. The guy was. Yeah, let's go. This is their second album. <laughs> This uh dude, this has like the iconic Epitaph era sound of the nineties. Like this like Rancid is the fucking even even though Bad Religion should be the, the defining sound of Epitaph era music. R- it's Rancid. Rancid defined yeah. that, that genre. Because like, it fits the category so well. This album is just more accessible punk rock of this era than their first, stronger melodies and not just like snotty sounding punk. They're still punk, but they're just doing a little bit better. They don't have to be kind of like gutter punks and douchey and gatekeepy they can do a little bit for everybody um, yep. i enjoyed it i wouldn't buy it on the vinyls but the song radio the song real is pretty damn good i don't care if it's cheesy it's a great sing-along song that i even forgot existed but then instantly dove right back into and the no is a fucking fantastic cover of it too
1: i didn't listen to it. was that the, that split that they did yeah
0: that split's fucking good okay. that's like the only well, time radio I've ever listened to Rancid in my life was on that split
1: Radio's the song that they, that Billy Joe Armstrong co-wrote, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Which I want to talk about because, yeah, Let's Go is my number six as well from 1994. Let's go. Let's go. Um, I didn't know this until this week, but uh, Billy Joe was asked to be in the band. They were but he declined. They begged him to be in the band. And then he said no, continued on with Green Day, and then they got Lars. Which, I mean, Lars is honestly a much better fit for the band. For sure. But um but yeah i had no idea that billy joe was asked to be in the band that's so cool that's so fucking cool and then he co-wrote the radio song um but yeah let's go it's my 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 number six um i I think this is a solid record it's i I agree with you it's it's a great punk record they added more pop to this one i and, and it makes sense 1994 all these bands were getting getting huge you know green day offspring it was that punk revival in in the mid early mid 90s and uh and this goes along with it and and i agree with you with the epitaph sound they kind of them and bad religion obviously those are the ones that spearheaded that sound for sure for sure um this is also the first album where you hear the true tim armstrong accent (laughs) he doesn't do it on the first record no he doesn't do it on op ivy but this record it's there like it's not it's not the whole record but it, you know pops in pops yeah. in now and now and again seeds have been planted and, uh, already yeah exactly exactly um, but no, it's a really good record i mean prior to getting to some of the later records i would have bought this on vinyl but then you know hearing one of the records i just thought why do i need this i don't exactly. need this exactly i love the I don't same need thing this, man. Same i know thing. we're on the same wavelength on this episode Um, so my, my banger off this one is gunshot. I mean, it's a pretty straightforward punk song, but there's some rockabilly in there too. The, the way, the way it kind of moves, the, the beat is very kind of rockabilly, the guitar a little bit. Um, and it's pretty catchy and it's kind of anthemic at moments too. It's, it's a really good, really good song. I really like gunshot. So that's my banger off of let's go. So what do you got for number five? Let's go.
0: Indestructible. But number okay. five Their sixth album 2003 So like Fall Back Down That's my favorite Rancid song I really like that song <laughs> A lot I, It's so fucking it's catchy Fall Back Down Fall Back Down fall. Fall, back again, fall Back Down Fall Back Down It's such a I dumb single friend. It's not even Their best single Dude that's That is my fucking Favorite ranted song It is so good And like I think this, I, <laughs> I do think this is A great album I really do It has a little bit Of everything they've done So far It's fun It never stops People shit on this So much as like, this is their selling out album. This is the turning point in their career where they're no longer punks. Man, fuck that. Tim just got yeah. better at writing songs. Like, piss off, dude. How, how, how many times can you just hear like Rancid Rancid the first album over and over and over and over again? Like, at some point, if you're a good songwriter who like adapts, who gets better, you will become a better songwriter and write just better, catchier songs. And that is what happened with Indestructible. And it just didn't fit with like the punk, punk aesthetic. And people were mad. Mm-hmm. But this was inevitable. Tim is... I have a lot more respect for Tim this week than I ever have in my life, and "Indestructible" is a true, true showcase of somebody who's just gotten so much fucking better at writing music.
1: Agreed. my uh, My number five is "Indestructible" as well. Um, yeah, like you said, th- this is their kind of major label debut, so they 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 were still under Hellcat, uh, which is Tim Armstrong's label, but they were. It was like they were still using Warner Brothers at, or distribution Warner Brothers music rights. as distribution, but they made it. But the band made it a point not to put the Warner Brothers logo anywhere on the artwork, the booklet, nothing like that, to try to pull one over on the fans. Which is like, okay, it's a little, uh, a little disingenuous, but whatever. Um, so yeah, that's what they tried to do. Fans didn't care; they were pissed. And that whole gatekeepy punk scene is fucking lame. It's so dumb. I what's the one of the worst things about punk music is how gatekeepy it is for sure um but yeah i I think this is a great record this is a this is this is kind of a throwback to to wolves but with a harder edge because the record prior to this the second self-titled record that was just like a straight like hardcore punk record um But this one throws it throws in some more pop music and and it makes sense. I mean, this is coming also coming off of the transplants thing, so you know, Tim was working more with like you know in the pop realm. He did the the Boxcar Racer record, or he did the one song on the Boxcar Racer record. So he's dabbling more into like this this pop sensibility again. So I get how some of that bleeds into this record, and I think it's a solid record. I really think it's a good one. I wouldn't get it on vinyl, but I still think it's solid. Um, it was a good listen, and "Fall Back Down" is a is a banger. Don't get me wrong; it's a banger. Oh, it's not so my biggest good. banger though. <laughs> the, it's "Spirit of '87." Love this one. It's it's fast. It's bouncy. It's catchy as hell. Has really good gang vocals. Some really great bass parts too. It's just a great, great song. But I do love "Fall Back Down." As well. <laughs> it's so catchy. It's so good. It's, it is "Fall Back Down." I'm gonna pick this up. Wait, what did you say? Gonna pick yourself Who, up. Wait, I, think I think it's
0: who's gonna pick me back up again. Who's gonna pick oh, okay. me back up again? Because it yeah. was off the it was off the breakup with 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 Brody and yeah they were the whole thing. The fall back down thing was like him like, leaning into the band and into his friends, and that's when him and Lars became like exponentially closer. And it was, yeah, it was all it was all it was all it was all good. It was all roses after that. It was, it was. It's was all money. So what do you baby? got for number? What do you got for number four? Number four, their fourth album. Life won't okay. wait, life won't, won't wait. wait, dude. This is, this is
1: high, nineteen ninety eight, dude. So what? yeah,
0: dude, this is come on, bro. This is so good. They recorded parts of this in, in Jamaica and with the help of like some pretty big reggae artists, and some of yeah. the songs are just absolutely phenomenal reggae tracks. Some of the best they've ever done, and I I really enjoyed it. I I think it's I do think its biggest drawback was its length. It's over an hour. Like come on, dude. Yeah, it's, it's like not, an hour and five minutes. I think it's not quite like the Clash. The album which i think sandinista literally two hours. is i think it's close to like three hours
1: no is it really that long because it's i thought it's it was a, two
0: it was a triple lp and remember they took a pay cut on royalties in order that's to put right. out the triple yeah. lp
1: that's right like,
0: fuck that <laughs> fuck that <laughs> i really it like this right dude <laughs> <laughs> i like this i think i think that I, I think that what they were doing with their sequencing of albums Right? Like, this comes yeah. out in between Wolves and fucking Rancid 2000. Like, what the fuck? That one, two, three punch of Rancid stuff? Like, that's, it's incredible. Absolutely incredible what they were doing. That's, that's more punk than most punk bands have ever done. So, fuck mm-hmm. that. I, so, I
1: love this shit. Sandinista was two hours and 24 minutes.
0: Two and a half hours. That's
1: a, two, that's a long fucking That's I, stupid. God, it was, I did not, that was my least favorite Clash record too when we did the Clash. Yeah. That's a fucking
0: Marvel movie, dude. That's like oh, that's almost Endgame. Yeah, it's too long. That's silly boy Way talk. Way too long. Silly boy talk.
1: Um, also, with with uh, Life Won't Wait, they recorded this record in like five different studios all over the U.S. Like one in L.A., Oakland, New York. Like you said, in Kingston, they did a couple songs. Like they were all. I think New Orleans was another place that they recorded some of the songs. Yeah, they were all over. They wanted the uh,
0: authenticity. I like that. Respect that.
1: I do. I, I I like that they 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 did something different and they went for it. And Life Won't Wait is not a bad record. It really is not. But in the context of their discography, it's just it's weak. It's a weaker one, and it's too much of Tim's drawl, his accent. It's just it's a little too much. And I know we just did transplants, where that's where it's his accent it's at over its worst. The top there, I know. Yeah, it's it's at its worst. But at least it was kind of fun. At least fun to make fun of, but you you can't make fun of Life Won't Wait, like you can the transplants. I wouldn't I wouldn't buy
0: I wouldn't buy Life Won't Wait new if I saw it, if I saw it used, I'd probably scoop it up because I really do enjoy it and I I like the reggae stuff more than your average bear probably. So I, I do I do have a soft spot for it. I really did enjoy it a lot.
1: Okay, that's fair. That's, that's fair. it. There you go. Uh, my number four is Rancid's Rancid, the first record from ninety from nineteen ninety three. Uh, This is just a straight up punk record. It's fast. It's aggressive. It's a ton of fun. Not overly melodic. You could tell songwriting chops weren't quite there yet because it was Tim and Tim mostly who wrote the songs. Lars had Lars had nothing to do with it. Matt barely wrote anything. Didn't have Jesse to fall back on like on Op Ivy. Because I mean, when you look at, at, at that Op Ivy record, Jesse wrote most of the songs on there yeah so he didn't tim didn't have that guy to fall on he didn't have the other vocalists to, to play off of like he did when lars came along or with jesse and op ivy so he needs that companion he needed it in transplants with rob he has to have that companion and that's fine i think that makes for a better song too especially when when the song is done right so uh anyway ran th- this record it's just it's a good punk record honestly it's it's a ton of fun and I have no banger off of it. Every song kind of bled into the other. It's not a super long record. It's like 35 minutes or something, which is great. It's perfect. So um, yeah, Rance is ranted. No, no banger, nothing like that. So what do you got for number three? This was
0: tough. My three and two changed multiple times throughout the week. I think, I think just because I've been listening to our album of the week so much, I'm going to put Wolves at three. And this, Honestly this could be too I just don't have any nostalgia with Wolves I didn't like listen to Rancid ever And so there's nothing to keep me Going back to like Wolves And me thinking that Wolves is the greatest thing But I do think it's fucking great I do think it's amazing I think it's a fantastic record It's it's a massive step up from their first two Just absolutely great melodies Great songwriting They locked into these grooves Like a fucking band that had been doing it for a decade already It, It was incredible It was fun It was punk when it needed to be but it's still kind of dabbled in like their ska beginnings. But we also get some like hip hop in this album too, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, then like this is like Tim's going full like iconic vocal delivery <laughs> here. Like we heard a little bit in the in the second one. He was kind of testing the waters there, but now he's like, yeah, here I am. Yeah, I, full blown, I, I, full blown Tim. I, this album is great, and and this could be my number two. I just don't have any nostalgia with this. You know what I mean? Like there's nothing yeah. here that prevents me from putting it at number two. So that's why. But Maxwell Murder, the opener. Fuck, man. That song hits so goddamn. It's a hard. banger, man. <laughs> it sets up the album perfectly with its tone, its pacing. Everything about yeah. that song is just it's unreal. It is unfucking real.
1: Yep, yep. So my number three is also Outcome Outcome the Wolves. I get why this is an iconic punk record. I totally get it. I've listened to this record a few times over the years, but it never really clicked with me until this week. Until until I heard it in the context of their career discography, Tim's discography really where i really i really understand it i get it i appreciate it i think it's a fantastic record like you said it's a huge step up from their first two records the tim armstrong accent is is in full force which is fine it's good they keep that punk edge really well but they add the melodies and the melodies are fucking solid i mean the two big singles time bomb and ruby soho dude they're, they're some of the most fun songs to sing along to it it's so they're they're just not very good, but that's what makes them so fucking great. I, the Ruby so, Ruby, 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 so ho. Oh. Everybody
0: knows that song. <laughs> it's so fucking good. People that like, are too old for, for even this era of punk music know that song. Like Everybody fucking knows that song.
1: Yeah, or like Time Bomb. You know that melody... But you don't remember all the words he says in that order. And I know. So I, I hate just, that. I, I hate that. I love that song too. But just you just say black Cadillac, or you, what, you just say the same word over
0: just and over again. Because black shoes, black boats, black beers, Cadillacs. <laughs> yeah, and they all go yeah. Go time bomb, time bomb. <laughs> so but time like, bomb that, is that, my banger off that one. That part of time bomb is the worst part of the song because the rest of the song is fucking really good.
1: What the girls of time bomb part.
0: Yeah, that part's stupid. The whole the whole chorus yeah. thing is really stupid. It's just too it's too it's too cheesy and dumb. Because the rest of the song is like a cool punk song. Yeah. A punk reggae song.
1: Oh man, that's a great I love that song so much. I love Ruby Soho too. I mean, the singles are perfect. Perfect singles. <laughs> but uh another banger too is Maxwell Murder, the opening track. It's fast, aggressive. The bass is fucking wild. It's all over the place. There's a little bass solo in there too. It's so fucking good and i agree with you too this that song sets up the, the the tone of the rest of the record it's a great opener absolutely great opener man this is a... i i'm definitely going to get this on vinyl i just i'm going to wait to see it in the wild before i finally buy it because it seems like these records most of rance's records are pretty easy to find even in the wild so i'll yeah. buy it next time i see it so yeah. it's it's good i i really like outcome the wool and outcome the wolves so oh also our boy Jerry Finn produced this record. Yeah. This is the only record he produced by the, for the band and ends up being their best or their most popular record, I should say. Yeah. I thought that's super cool. Super super was, cool.
0: And there's fucking I I didn't hear any any overused uh, synths, so that was that was good. Yeah.
1: No organ? Mhm. Mm-hmm. No, there was organ in it. Yeah, but it's 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 because of the music, the style of music. Okay. Okay. It's not like Windy Clear, right?
0: No, that's not the style of music to use an organ for a three-piece band that doesn't need anybody else oh, to help man. them.
1: That was perfect, though, in Windy Clear. Oh, my. It's the worst part of it. It's the best part. It's probably one of the best parts of that whole record.
0: Dude, you're just, that's not even a thing. We like you have a true. podcast
1: about why you're so wrong about that. It's fine. <laughs> Wendy clear off Blinks Enema of the state, the organ, and that song is one of the best parts on that whole record. I That's stand by just it. Stupid. I'll That's fight anybody. Fight. I'll fight anybody on it. I don't care. I'm gonna.
0: I'll die in this hill. Protect my man at all costs.
1: Okay, Passenger Princess over here. Uh-huh. God, I hate that so much. Oh yeah, anybody listening? Passenger Princess is gonna be going on the no no list soon. So use I, it while I, you I can. Never,
0: I've never heard that term until tonight.
1: And that's the only reason why it's, it's not officially on the no-no list, because you haven't heard it until today. And I want to use it. I want to use it a couple of times. Exactly. That's why it's not on there yet. Anyway, let's move on. Um, what's your number two?
0: Uh, Tomorrow Never Comes, our album of the week, their newest Tomorrow album. Tomorrow Never Dies. Yeah, Tomorrow Never Dies. That's
1: Tomorrow. my number two as well. Yeah. Tomorrow Never Dies. So what do you got for uh, number one? Number one is Rancid Rancid, again, their fifth album, Rancid 2000.
0: And this was uh, <laughs> going through these rancid records. I was I was I was pleasantly surprised when when I hit Out Come the Wolves, and I was like pleasantly surprised when Life Won't Wait hit. And I was like, man, how how could you possibly top this? Like, how could you get better at like the punk rock thing than Wolves? How could you get more experimental than Life Won't Wait? And then how did you get to Tomorrow Never Comes? Because Tomorrow Never Comes is like old rancid. So like, mm-hmm. but I still have six fucking albums to go through or five <laughs> albums to go through. Like, how could it possibly get any better? And then they did the most punk thing they probably ever have done in their career. And they released this hardcore punk album and it fucking blew my mind. It blew my fucking Mm -hmm. mind, dude. Like I, I cannot believe this album. I can, I I decided to fucking make sure it was still rancid after (laughs) the mic won (laughs) away.
1: I did too. I did the same thing.
0: (laughs) There was no fucking way you guys went like, this this is, this is your major label thing you're going on. Like this is where you're, you're coming out and showing people that you're still fucking punk. I can, I can't believe it. I could not even believe that everything about this is, is, is amazing. Everything's almost almost every song is under two minutes, right? It's yeah. it's their most aggressive punk here that they've ever done. It's just relentless. Tim's guitar playing, dude, is super crisp. He's super chuggy, very tight. Like this is like his best performance as a rhythm guitar player. I think a lot of the parts were Tim because you can still hear that that kind of like lead stuff that Lars does in the background. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I think it's Tim, but I think that just Rhythm guitar playing on this one was just unfucking real.
1: It was amazing. It was a. It's a tight record too. It's a very very tight record. Um, and yeah, man, I agree with you. It was. I was blown away because you know I'd liked everything going up through wolves and and then I even texted her. I said you know what I would after listening to the first three records. Oh and then I also listened to the album of the week. So I listened to that one first. Tomorrow never comes and then I went back and started over. So I said I told you know out of out of the four records I've listened to, I'm down to buy three of them. And you're like, no, there's well, no way, there's just, no way. Yeah,
0: just, just you wait, dude. Hold on. <laughs> and
1: then, and then life won't wait came on. I'm like, there's no way, there's no way that Jeff sees this album as as a vinyl pickup. And then I was kind of like, I was kind of in this lull, and I'm like, do I really want to listen to the next Rancid record? I had like an hour drive home, and I just threw it on, and I was just pumped. I couldn't believe it. And well, the first song came on, and I thought, okay, this is how a lot of Rancid albums start. They start with like a really fast, aggressive song, like minute and a half song, and then it goes into whatever it does. And that's cool. that's, that's great. Um, but then this just kept going. It didn't fucking stop. <laughs> it, was, it was just banger after banger, hardcore punk. It was just, I don't have a banger off of this one because every song was so goddamn good that I can't I need to spend more time with it. I've listened to this record three times this week and I need to spend more time with it before I get an actual banner because (laughs) every song is so fucking good. This is I was blown away. I didn't I didn't think I didn't think Rancid had it in him for this. I really did not. So totally blown away by this one. Eventually I think we should do this record on the pod. But Oh yeah. I think we should do this one and Outcome the Wolves because that record is so important to punk music. So I think those two eventually will will do. But uh yeah, Rancid's Rancid man. Just it's just a solid, solid punk record. <laughs> it was oh, amazing. Shit, it, it
0: was truly fucking amazing.
1: Yeah. Really, really blown away by this one. And this is also the first record back with uh Brett Gerwitz. He's he's produced almost all of the records. He didn't do Wolves and he didn't do Life Won't Wait. Um but this is his return to the band um as a producer. And yeah, so uh, it's cool. They were, he was able to get this kind of performance out of them. The tone was great. I agree with you rhythmly, or the rhythm section was fucking solid. It was super super tight, considering this is the fastest record they've ever put out. This is faster than anything they ever did on in Op Ivy. I mean, that was more punk based too. Yeah, and this is way more aggressive and tight than anything in that band.
0: Dude, honestly, the crispness of their of their like lower end chugs remind me of like Death by Stereo. Just how crisp yeah. they fucking are at doing those low end chugs.
1: Yep, like especially have that by, first Death by
0: Stereo record. Dude, they're like unmatched. Like Death by Stereo just has like uh, it's it's almost robotic. Like I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. if they came out and said that it was all AI that did it or something because it's so fucking <laughs> perfect and crisp.
1: It's very good, very very good. So that's all I got for my for my rankings. You got anything else? Uh, that's it. That's all. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Go give us five stars on Spotify, Apple Podcast. Thank you for listening. Tell all your friends because we are the best podcast ever. And um, yeah, just keep listening. So that's it. That's all.